Hello and welcome. My name is Jackie Lindahl and this is the Fit Like a Girl podcast. I am a mom, wife, an avid coffee drinker and weightlifter, as well as a personal trainer. And I own my own company called Fit Like a Girl Personal Training. In this podcast, I will help you reach your weight loss and fitness goals with no BS advice, cutting through all the myths and the crap that is out there so that you feel empowered and confident in reaching your goals. Along with fitness and health, I will also talk about many other subjects like mom stuff, life stuff, business, money, and so much more. So grab a coffee or put on your headphones and go for a walk and let's chat. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fit Like a Girl podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Jackie Lindahl. And in today's episode, I wanted to do something a little different than what I normally do. Um, I thought that it would be kind of fun to do a Q&A podcast. So I put out a call on my Instagram feed and my Instagram stories. Uh, by the way, if you don't follow me, I will post the link to my Instagram in the show notes. Feel free to give me a follow there. Uh, so I put a call in my stories just asking for people's biggest fitness, health, weight loss, nutrition questions. And I got a good handful of questions here that I am going to go over today. I'll try to get through them all. And I, yeah, got some really good questions. So I wanted to answer them so that I can know what questions you have about fitness and health and answer them for you to help make your journey in your life a little bit easier. So let's get started here. I've got a few questions on the go. I just kind of screenshotted what was sent to me and I'll go through as many as I can in this podcast. Question number one is what are your workouts like lately? So, um, good question. Legit question. Uh, my workouts since we have moved and are now settled in our new house have been a lot better, I'll say than they were before prior to us moving to our new house. Back when I like very first started the podcast, we were putting our house up for sale and stuff. And I was working at the same time and trying to have our house ready for, you know, for sale, but at the same time we were still living in the house. So I was very distracted throughout, you know, the, from like March to July of 2021, um, with our house being for sale. So my workouts during that time were getting done for the most part. They weren't fantastic. Um, the month of July was a little bit difficult to get my workouts in because, we were at my parents' place and our workout equipment wasn't always the most accessible to us and stuff. So I did what I could, but since being in our new house at our new place and having our garage gym set up, which I love, we got ourselves a workout bench. We got a squat rack. I have my barbell and my plates back. Um, as well as our resistance bands and what we have for dumbbells, my workouts have been so much better. I had a hard time getting myself, motivated to get going with my workouts when we first moved, just because I had been so out of it. And just my workouts prior to moving here were very just meh, nothing special or fantastic. But since being in our new place and now getting this new workout equipment and having our stuff, they've been great. So I've been doing a four day a week, um, workout program and really, really liking it. 
And four days a week to me has always kind of been my special, I guess, like my good number. I always felt really good doing four days a week for my workouts and always felt like, you know, five, six, seven days a week was obviously too much for me. Three days a week was okay. And that's what I was doing for the longest time, but I just felt like I was, I could do better. So I find that four days a week for me is my best. I'm at my best when I do four days a week. So I've been lifting four days a week. I do like to do full body workouts. I'm not really one that likes to do the upper body, lower body splits. I find that if I do the upper body, lower body splits, I slack. (laughs) I'll talk myself out of doing a leg day. I'll talk myself out of doing an upper body day. So I find that I perform better with having a full body workouts four days a week. And I do kind of a push pull split two days a week. I do pushing movements. So that would include like your squats, bench press, overhead press, shoulder press, those types of movements. And then two days a week I do pull movements. So that would be like various forms of deadlifts. That would be any kind of rows, bicep curls, uh, pull up stuff, uh, that kind of thing. So, so yeah, so that's kind of what my workouts are right now. My goal is I'm going to, I want to get my weights back to what they were prior to gyms closing down and pandemic and all these things. So I'm really trying to get my strength back up so that I can start really feeling strong again and get my weights and my lifts, especially for my squats, my deadlifts and my bench back to where they were prior to gyms and things like that closing down. So that's my ultimate goal. And I also want to start working on doing a pull-up again. Um, pull-up has always been a very challenging thing for me to do. Um, like a lot of women, most of my strength is in my lower body. And therefore, because of that, most of my weight is in my lower body and pull-ups are challenging. So it's a good thing for me to work on and give myself a performance related goal. And I've been really enjoying my workouts again and back into it and feeling good. So So yeah. When do I do my workouts? Uh, I guess could be another question that you could add on to it. Um, my workouts, I do them as best as I can. I try to do them during my daughter's nap time. And I find that's just what works best for me. I prefer to work out by myself on my own. I find that I don't like distractions. Like this morning, I decided to do a workout in the morning while she was still awake. And I mean, it went okay. It got done, but I just, my workouts are my me time. That's my self-care time, my time to look after myself. I can crank my music and I can kind of just do my thing. And I find having a toddler can be distracting. So that's my personal preference. Those are what my workouts look like right now. Um, they may look similar to yours. They might be different from yours and that's okay because my goals and my, and your goals are different. And yeah, so let's move on. Question number two is why do some trainers say that you shouldn't eat fruit? Um, the short answer is they don't know what the hell they're talking about. If somebody is telling you that you should be avoiding fruit, whether your goal is weight loss or whatever, that is a sign to run as far away from them as quickly as you can, because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Fruit has been demonized over the past few years in the low carb. uh, I don't even know what to call it. The low carb frenzy that is, I feel like is starting to go away now, but with the popularity of keto and low carb diets, fruit became demonized because fruits contain sugar because fruits are naturally sweet. 
And because of that and carbs, uh, fruits containing more carbs than say some vegetables do, it was, they were demonized. So people in the low carb, low sugar communities and trainers in the low carb, low sugar communities would say, you know, you need to watch how much fruit you eat because that's just sugar. It's just all sugar. And it's not. And fruit has so many amazing benefits. There's vitamins, there's nutrients, there's fiber, they're low calorie, they're sweet, they're tasty. Uh, Their satiety index is high for the amount of calories like apples and watermelon and really fibrous fruits like those have really high satiety index. Fruit is amazing and it's good for you. And there's no way in hell that fruit alone causes weight gain. Who, if anybody ever says to you, you shouldn't eat that much fruit, you know, the sugars and it'll cause weight gain. Honestly say to them, who the fuck do you know gained weight and got fat from eating apples and watermelon and berries? I can guarantee you anybody who has gained weight or is overweight, they're not going to say, oh yeah, it's the berries and the apples that threw me over the edge. No, that's not, that's not it. If anything, people need to be eating more fruit. So if somebody tells you that you shouldn't be eating fruit, kindly, nicely, respectfully tell them to fuck right off. I feel like I covered that one. I feel like I did. If you have follow-up questions, you can always shoot me a message on Instagram about that. (laughs) Question number three is, is it really better to work out in the morning or can I work out in the evening? So this is a great question and it kind of goes, I guess, a little bit along with what I already talked about in the first question. It's not, let me put it this way. Any time that you can work out in the day and you can do it consistently and realistically get your workouts in during that time is a good time to work out. There is no need to overthink the time of day that you work out. You do your workouts in what works best for your schedule on what time works best for your schedule. And the time that you can do it consistently and realistically get it in is the best time. So it doesn't matter if you work out in the evenings. It doesn't matter if you work out during a lunch break. It doesn't matter if you work out first thing in the morning. The most important thing is that you can get your workouts in during that time. And it's a realistic time for you to get. That being said, a large portion of people, the majority of people, I would say, do better with their workouts being done earlier in the day. And the reason why I say this is because a lot of times people's days get really busy. You got a busy work schedule, you've got kids, you've got life, you've got after school, after work activities that the later in the day it gets and the more tired people get and the busier they get during the day, the less likely they're gonna want to do the workout. Their motivation as the day goes on gets lower and lower as you get more tired. And so many people I know, they have every intention of working out after work or after their kids have gone to bed or whatever, but then they get home and they have to deal with supper. And then you got extracurricular activities and then you got to do homework and you got to do bath time and you got to do bedtime or hell, you just had a busy day at work and you just want to fucking relax. That the workout that you scheduled that morning and had every intention to do oftentimes falls to the wayside. 
So many people will do and would do better if they scheduled their workouts earlier in the day. Obviously it's not a one size fits all. And there's many circumstances where for people getting up early in the morning to do workouts, it's not just, it's just not going to happen. And that's fine. But I'm just saying, if you're the type of person that is constantly putting off your workouts to the very end of the day, and you keep telling yourself, oh, I'll get it done after work. But then every day when you get off work, it's not getting done. You're just pushing it off because you're exhausted and you're completely justified in being tired or just wanting some time to yourself. Then you may need to consider doing your workouts earlier in the day. And maybe that includes getting up even just 30 minutes earlier to get it done. However, though, like I said, for some people that doesn't work. I have clients where getting their workouts done in the evening is a part of their day. It's a part of their routine. They find it helps decompress them after work. They find it helps, you know, after a stressful day at work, they enjoy going to the gym to de-stress. Perfect. That is amazing. Like I said, for me, I get mine done during nap time because I find that's the most realistic time. I used to do them in the morning when I was a vet tech and working a full-time job. And that was because that was the time of day I had. I could either get up early and do them in the morning or I wouldn't get them done at all. And it had to do with after work, I was busy. I had extracurricular activities. We were teaching jujitsu. And also some days I just wanted to come home and relax and I didn't want to go to the gym. So for me at that time, getting them done in the morning was the most realistic thing. I hated it. Believe me, I hated getting up at 4.45 in the morning so that I could get a workout in and get to work by 7.30. Hated it. But I knew that if I didn't get up, I wouldn't get that time and I wouldn't do my workout. And for me, it was more important that I got up at that time and did my workout. And it meant, yes, at night, then I went to bed a little bit earlier. And that's fine. So... You just have to think about what works best for you. If you are a shift worker, if you are a mom with a young baby that's still getting up to nurse at night, if you, you know, already have to wake up at 5 a.m. to get to work and the idea of getting up at 4 in the morning or 3.30 in the morning just sounds terrible, then don't get up early in the morning and do your workouts. Find another time that works for you. But It is something to think about if you realistically could get up 30 minutes earlier and do it, that's fine. But don't overthink it. Don't send me a message to me like, I'm a mom and I got up with my kids four times last night and there's no way I could get a workout done in the morning. Then don't, don't get your workout done in the morning. Find a different time. (laughs) So I hope that answers the question. There is no perfect time to do your workout. The perfect time is the time that works for you and your schedule. That is the perfect time to get your workout done. Um, my next question was about, do I make plans for people who are post C-section? Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if this person intended for this question just to be, um, me to answer or if they wanted me to talk about it on the podcast, but I'll talk about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about postpartum, um, and things like that. So postpartum care when you've had a baby, whether you've had a C-section or a vaginal delivery requires a little bit of care. It requires a little bit more care than, uh, your average Joe can, I guess, average Joe trainer can provide. I would highly suggest if you are a postpartum mom, whether you've had a C-section or you've had a natural, 
you know, uh, vaginal delivery to number one, when you are considering wanting to get back into exercise post-delivery, I cannot recommend enough seeking help from pelvic floor physiotherapy. It is something that I did after I had my daughter. And I also did before I had my daughter was I sought out postpartum, um, pre and postpartum pelvic physiotherapy. And it just helped so much. A lot of moms and, you know, you might've heard this from your grandmother. You might've heard this from your mother, your aunt, somebody in your life who's had a child. You may have heard about them having some pelvic floor issues or they leak after delivery when they jump or when they run and things like that. And it's very common after you have a baby, but it doesn't have to happen. You don't need to leak. You don't need to pee yourself after you have a baby. And it's something that I think generations before us just kind of widely accepted that if you have kids, these types of symptoms just come with the territory and you really don't. And it's something that I honestly didn't have a lot of education on until I had my daughter and I sought help from other personal trainers and pelvic floor physiotherapists who specialize and work in, um, pre and postnatal care. So to answer the question of, do I make workout plans for somebody post C-section? I am not specialized for it. I would highly recommend seeking help from any, um, anything in regards to like pelvic floor, diastis, recti, things like that to seek help from a doctor, physio, pelvic floor physiotherapist and, or a prenatal postnatal personal trainer specialist. Um, yeah. That's all that I can really say for that. I have some postpartum or like I have some moms who are my clients. Quite a few of my clients are moms, but they have gone and sought out those types of specialized care prior to coming and working with me. Um, and that just has to do with it's, it just really has to do with, I don't specialize in that kind of stuff. So I don't really want to make recommendations on things that I consider outside of my scope of practice. And as a personal trainer, we have to be cautious of that. You know, we're dealing with people's bodies and people's, you know, goals and things like that, that we want to make sure that as personal trainers, you get the best care for yourself that you absolutely need. And it may require us referring out to somebody who can specialize until you can come and work with us. So just a little foresight, if you you seek out help from a personal trainer and they say, you know, you have a specific injury or yeah, you are pre or postpartum, or you have a, you know, a certain condition and they might say, you know, you should seek out help from X, Y, and Z, whatever specialist they recommend. It's just us trying to make sure that you have the best care possible to have the best chances of success. So, so yes. Um, but anyways, back to my pre and post pregnancy tangent, I cannot recommend enough for any woman prenatal, postnatal, how to C-section, how to vaginal delivery, how to child 15, 20 years ago, if you are seeing some issues with diastasis recti, with pelvic floor problems, with prolapse, with anything like that to seek help from a pelvic floor physiotherapist, from a gynecologist, from whoever. I found for me, pelvic floor physio helped with my workouts during my pregnancy. It helped with me to get ready for delivery. It helped me to be able to 
I hate this phrase, but bounce back, helped me to be able to come back to fitness after I had my daughter and just made me feel so much more confident in what I was doing. And also just to make sure that I was on the right track. So my pelvic floor physiotherapist obviously helped me with the bits, but also helped me with like, um, you know, just making sure that I was mentally ready for these types of things. And also just reassurance that I was doing things properly. She went through different exercises with me to make sure that my body could handle it postnatal. And I also sought help from another personal trainer, another coach who specialized in pre and postpartum natal fitness, that pre and postpartum fitness to, um, make sure that just, I was doing things right and to reduce the amount of stress on my body and whatnot. So I could continue fitness throughout my pregnancy. So that's my little rant. If, um, you have any questions about that, I am more than happy to give, you know, to talk to you about it. If you are looking for a pelvic floor physiotherapist or a personal trainer who does specialize in prenatal postnatal fitness, I have some awesome recommendations that I can give you. Just shoot me a message on Instagram. Next question. And this will be my last question. How to get rid of belly fat and love handles? This is a super common question that I get a lot. Um, usually something like it, how to lose belly fat, how to lose my love handles, uh, how to lose my bat, you know, bat wings or whatever it might be. Something that you feel like you have a little bit of extra body fat in that area and you want to get rid of it. How do you do it? So I'm going to give the answer that you don't want to hear. And then I will explain further. The answer that you don't want to hear is we don't choose where we lose fat from. Unfortunately, the way that we lose body fat is through our genetics. It's through really nothing that we can control. You cannot spot reduce fat from certain areas. And I realized that sucks, but at the same time, there ain't nothing you can do about it. Now, let me explain further. The only way to lose fat from any part of your body, doesn't matter if it's from your chin, from your big toe, from your belly, from your love handles. The only way to lose body fat is to be in a calorie deficit and to have a fuck ton of patience and consistency. So if you are struggling with losing body fat, just in general, not even from a certain specific area, you need to assess whether or not you might be in a calorie deficit. Now, obviously there's a hundred different things that can affect being in a calorie deficit or not. Yes, your hormones can have an effect. Yes, all these other things can have an effect. But at the end of the day, are you in a calorie deficit or are you not? That is what will determine whether or not you are going to lose body fat. And are you in a calorie deficit consistently? doesn't have to be perfect. We've talked about this before. Consistency is key. Are you in a calorie deficit at least 80% of the time? So unfortunately we cannot choose where we lose body fat from. No doing loads of ab exercises and targeting certain areas with certain exercises won't help. 
it's a big myth that a lot of people have that I get questions about all the time is if I do more core exercises, will I lose body fat? And I even have some of my own clients, they'll ask me, they'll say, oh, should we do more core exercises so I start to lose more body fat? No, doing a hundred thousand sit-ups and, you know, doing ab days and a billion core exercises will not cause you to lose body fat from that certain area. So the more you work out an area, yes, the more you can grow the muscles and things like that in that area, but it doesn't mean that you're going to lose more body fat from that area. So the only way to lose body fat from anywhere on your body is to be in a consistent calorie deficit. And I can understand that a lot of times with women, we tend to gain weight around our stomachs. So it's common that a lot of women want to lose their stomach fat and their love handles and things like that, just because a lot of times that's where we gain weight. But doing tons of ab exercises, cool sculpting, heat sculpting, whatever the fuck is all out there, body wraps, uh, the saran wrap shit the that you wrap around your stomach with what looks like Vaseline around your tummy, the waist trainers, all that kind of stuff. Nothing like that will help you lose body fat from your stomach. The only way to lose body fat is to be in a consistent calorie deficit and giving yourself a lot of time and a lot of patience. And I understand it's the answer that nobody wants to hear and nobody wants to know that. Everybody wants the quick fix, the waist trainer, the, you know, do these ab exercises and it'll melt belly fat away. I understand that. I do. But it's not the truth. And if somebody's telling you, oh, you just have to wear a waist trainer. Oh, you just have to, you know, put the saran wrap shit on your stomach or whatever. You're not losing body fat from those things. And it's just a gimmick. It's just something that's preying on, unfortunately, what is a very common insecurity throughout women. And it's not going to help. The best thing that you can do is just track your nutrition. If you have no idea where you're at, As far as nutrition goes, you can try tracking for 30 days and just see where are you at for your nutrition? Are you in a calorie deficit? Are you not in a calorie deficit? Are you eating more calories than you realize? Track your nutrition and get in some activity. Yes, you don't have to kill yourself with fitness though and work on being patient and consistent. And over time, you will start to lose body fat. Now, like I said, you can't choose where we lose body fat from. You sometimes, for some women, fat around the stomach area seems to want to hang on the longest. Why is that? I don't know. There's a lot of theories out there, but I don't know the real reason why our bodies want to seem to hang on to fat in that area, but it does. And we can't choose where we lose body fat from. So you might lose body fat from several other places before you lose fat from your stomach. And that's normal. I understand it's frustrating, but that's very normal. And it will go eventually as long as you just stay consistent. So unfortunately, not the answer that you want to hear, but to lose your belly fat or love handles just to be in a consistent calorie deficit and stay patient. 
So those were all the questions that I had for today. I hope that you guys enjoyed this different kind of format. If you like the Q and A, definitely shoot me a message on Instagram to let me know. Um, because I, I like doing Q and A's. I love hearing what people have for questions and I love answering just to give you more knowledge and know exactly what it is that you have questions about in regards to health and fitness and weight loss. So yeah, feel free to shoot me more. I feel like I'll do more of these types of podcast episodes. If you are enjoying what I'm doing on the podcast so far, I would love and appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. It helps to increase visibility for my podcast so that I can get it out there a little bit more to help more people just like you. If you haven't already, you can feel free to follow me on social media. My Instagram, I will post in the show notes. You can basically from my Instagram, you can find my TikTok, my Facebook page, my YouTube, anything else you can find from there. And lastly, if you had questions about my training programs, online training options, feel free to shoot me an email through my website. I will post my website through in the show notes and you can contact me through there to ask about my personal training options. Otherwise, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you again so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Take care, fam.